I'm Holly. And I'm Haley. Welcome to Mountain Mysteries, Tales from Appalachia. Haley, it's 2023. It is. I feel a sense of optimism. Do you? Well, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful I too. Am. Maybe it'll be a good year. I hope so. Let's let's start it out with a bang. Yeah. Oh, are we? Is that what this episode's about? Is something gonna just like? Um, I don't really know. Oh, damn um, because you don't know. You didn't research. <laughs> I did, but this is one that I had written a while ago, um, and then I never used it. And I thought, you know, because I was like, nah, I was really wasn't feeling it. And I found some ones that I, you know, liked. But then I found this one in the archives. That is the, the archives. I dusted off I my dusted archives. It off. You know, I, I think that's true. Um, there are so many times that I'll start with a story. And I don't know if you guys know that this is kind of how this works, um, at least for us, where sometimes I'll start off with a story and I'm just not feeling it whether Mm -hmm. it's just this time period I'm not feeling to do the the story um but I'll kind of put it in my archives like Mm -hmm. Haley said and then revisit it later when it feels like okay I want to do this one or I want to talk about it um because sometimes other stories find us that we just have to pursue in that moment um so I am excited to see what this story might be about um yeah you know do you have that same sort of you do that as well I do yes um and I was looking up now with this one because I realized I didn't write the year um that this happened I don't think and I was truly trying to find it before I jumped into the story um from Roanoke Virginia oh Roanoke I've been um but I believe it was in the 1930s okay ish um, was kind of the time period that we're going in. But no, I've done that several times where I start a story and I'm like, I hate this. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it's an interesting story and it's one that needs to be told, but, like, I can't, I just can't do it. I, yeah. At yeah. the time. I gotta find something else. Yeah. It's it's really weird because you also, in every story, you want to do them ju- justice. Mm-hmm. And maybe at that point you just don't feel like you can do yeah. it enough justice. Or there's so much to research we just don't have enough time to right. get it done in, you know, by the time we come to record. So anyway, but we are back in the podcast room. We are. We I'm are waiting here. for a shade for your lamp. That yeah, looks very it's, sad. It's um, just a bare bulb right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, it looks very sad. On a lamp, but my mother actually painted that I lamp. I love the color of the lamp. I love that. I just... It just, you know, feels a little sad, like yeah. it needs a shade. Yeah. And I think there is a shade floating around here somewhere. It's like just... it's walking around half naked. Right. I just have to Put find... Put your top on. I have to find the shade. It's just, it's been, yeah, it just, other things have come before I've like found eating? the shade. Like it's eating? Like eating, going to work, um, we're off of, you know, our Christmas break, so... How's that been treating you? It's been fine. Um... The first few days after a break, if you work in schools or really anywhere, you know, are a little bit hectic, a little crazy. Um, Things are happening. Lots of, you know, 
class changes and, you know, starting a new semester with new classes and, you know. And this Monday, you go back, right? Uh, Tuesday is our first student day. Gotcha. Yes, Tuesday student day. Monday, we have a um, just staff in the building, so, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. It's a little more freeing. Right, it's just right. The staff. Yeah. You get but. to be kind of goofy. Yeah, and, you know, wear jeans. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. Dress down a little bit. Well, it must be nice to have um, some time off. Um, (laughs) You know, we we do get days, which is amazing. However, you know, we just don't get that, like, built-in school school schedule, which which is really, really nice. I mean, granted, we do only get paid for 10 months. Um, So, you know, kind of figuring out the what the summer looks like um, saving money or finding you know summer job um, which I might be doing Um, you know but it's you know beginning of the year starting to think about that that's true getting you know getting ready to get into the swing of things hey well we're in 23 so hopefully the new year treated all of you guys really well and uh, fingers crossed for a much better 23 yes for sure <laughs> all right let's dive right in what let's you got? do it so we are going to roanoke virginia area um <laughs> area area so i think this is the bent mountain community in virginia okay um which is a part of floyd county yes part of floyd county um in the 1930s ish i think early 1930s because the first time i didn't write the year down which is you know not unlike me um, so we were talking about Frida Bolt was her name. Um, she awoke on a mid-December morning, very excited because she was eloping. Oh. Mm-hmm. Frida. Yeah, she's going to elope. Um, her sister, Mary Gardner, was, you know, her older sister, went with her and they boarded a train in Willis in Floyd County. Um, you know, Mary was a little bit skeptical as, you know, Frida put on her long sleeve coat with a gray fur collar, was ready to go get married. So wait, her sister was skeptical, skeptical about the man she was marrying, like she yeah, didn't like him? Yeah, I think it was kind of like, you know, Too I don't soon. really know if this is going to work. Like, are you really going to go through with this kind of thing? Oh. Yeah. Um... So, she was, you know, going to go with her. Not always great when your um, marriage starts out with your family going, "Mm, Yeah. uh." Yeah. So, she was going with her. And I don't know. I don't think she went on, wasn't going to go on the train, like, or wherever she was going. I think she was just going to take her to to, the train station. station That's always really uncomfortable. Like, all right, so I'll drop you off. Good luck on the marriage. Yeah, bye. I like that gray coat. Have a good life. Oh, so she wasn't coming back. No, she was planning to come back. Oh, okay. Yes, but like going to start. This was kind of like a destination wedding of sorts. I guess. Or maybe going to like a courthouse to like do this situation and then (laughs) do this this situation. Holy bonds of matrimony. Yes, yes. Let's do this situation. And then come back. Um, Well, because Frida was only 18, which at that time period isn't uncommon. No. To get married. I think my grandmother got married at 18. So not super uncommon um, for the time. She was still a senior in high school. Um, and she was in school at in Willis County, um, which was about seven miles away from her home. Um, and apparently, 
at this time, she and other young people, like, stayed near the school. So they didn't stay at home. They stayed in, like, a... So it almost sounds kind of like a boarding school situation. So not a college. Like a boarding... No, no, no. It just was okay. a high school, but they went oh. and they, like, stayed. Or they may have stayed with other families oh. near those, nearer to the school, which I feel like... Maybe their house was too far away, so Right. They, like... Yeah. And didn't have a vehicle and would have had to walk the seven I mean, miles, sense. which obviously you don't want to have to do. Right. So probably were staying with another family or staying in, like, a boarding house situation. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was a private school or maybe the schools in there, you know vicinity yeah. weren't that great a school or something so they had to travel yeah sure we can make anything up right right <laughs> so she you know she told her sister mary that that evening she and buren Harmon, who was also lived in floyd county um that you know he and she were going to head to roanoke virginia um or you know farther if they needed to to get married why did they want to go as far as they needed to? I mean, why couldn't they marry within their own county? I mean, I guess maybe they didn't have the, you know... Support? Support or, you know, couldn't find a place to get married in the county. Maybe somebody would be opposed. Right. Does anybody have any, you know, just cause and everybody stands up? Right, right. Um, Buren, though? Buren. 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 I could not imagine... Buren! Buren! What?! Turn off the TV. We got company. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be hard to say. Yeah. Buren Harmon. Buren. Buren Listen, Harmon. people, when you name your children, for the love of Pete, just think about how it sounds with the last name. That, and also sound when you have to yell it aggressively. Buren Harmon. Buren Harmon. Buren Harmon. I don't like that. No. 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 Sorry. Um, so days passed and Frida's parents, you know, got a little suspicious because they had not heard from their daughter, which was, you know, unlike her. Yeah. Um, so they actually offered a $100 reward for anyone knowing anything about, you know, her whereabouts. You know, wow. We got to find her. Um, Gardner, you know, Mary Gardner could offer little information other than, you know, Frida's saying she was going to elope. Um Dropped her off at the train station. Right. Buren, who was actually seen in Floyd the day after Frida left, denied that he and Frida had even met that evening or had any wedding plans. So he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Weird, right? So Frida's telling everyone that she and Buren are headed off to elope. And she goes to the train station. They're going to the station. They're going for it. But he's seen the next day. He's like, I... I don't. I don't know. even know what you're talking. Right. About. So he didn't deny that they had a relationship. Right. He just denied like we never planned to go off and get married. Right. You know. I've been or that he'd even time. seen her the night before. Can you imagine when the cops come and they're like, Buren, Buren Harmon, turn that television down. The cops are here. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> weird. Weird all the way around. <laughs> yeah, it is really weird. Yeah. So either there's a mystery man that right. she went off or Buren has some kind of involvement. Yeah, right. Oh. Well, the sheriff, D.P. Hilton. Why do they always do that? I don't know. Why isn't he like Douglas Paul as opposed to like D.P.? D.P. Yeah. D.P. Hilton um, decided that it was a little suspicious and he was going to hold um, Buren in jail for a, a bit. Um, so he took him to jail, was going to question him until, you know, they found more information out 
Um, eventually, Buren confessed to what the family had feared. He had murdered Frida. Why, Buren? I don't know. Um, Frida was about five feet four inches tall. She weighed about 135 pounds. So she's a pretty petite girl. Was she pregnant? I don't know. Ooh, good theory, though. Yeah. And maybe it's in this article. I don't remember writing that, though. Um, oh, God. Or in my little my notes Pete, here. read it before we get started. I know. Well, as I'm going through here, I'm like, wow, I don't remember any of this. Um, but I'm lucky to have I her. I did write Brilliant. this down. So, um, <laughs> so he had apparently murdered her um, along the road going behind Bent Mountain. He had dragged her body 30 yards off the shoulder down the hill and hidden her beneath some leaves and logs. That's a lot of effort he has put in. So he definitely didn't want anybody to find her. Right. But it's what he kind of said next. Oh, no. That just really was awful. Um, He had returned to the body the next morning, I, I guess, just to, you know, check in. People do that. It's weird. do that. Yeah. However, she was still alive when he went back. No. She had survived the initial, you know, attack or however he had done it. Um, And she was still alive. So he finished her off. He went back, found that she was still alive and, you know, killed her for real. But it doesn't say how. We'll get kind of get to that. Okay. Oh, my God. Um, her body lied in the woods for six days before he confessed. Sick bastard. Yeah. So, Hilton, Sheriff Hilton, <laughs> along with um, two deputies, Giles Harris and J.C. Anderson. <laughs> Why? Why? Know. John Christopher. John Christopher. <laughs> just be John Christopher. Or just go by John. Good Lord. J.C. I want you to call me. Remember how was Holly Torrington Smythe? I want you to call me Holly T.S. or T.S. Holly. T.S. Holly or T.S. Smythe. No, H.T. H.T. Smythe. H.T. Smythe. Please, from now on, only refer to me as H.T. Smythe. How'd you come up with Smythe? Because it's not Smith, dear. It's Smythe. (laughs) Smythe. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, um, please telephone. Oh wait, me there's more that. of these names. So we're gonna get oh, into geez. it, and it's hilarious because okay. I'm like reading through this article or this thing I typed up here, and there's like at least three more of them. Of course, um, which is great. So J.C. Anderson, um, they went and discovered the body where you know he had said it would be found. Um, a heavy cord had been tied around her neck. Doctor G.A. Colmer, <laughs> Gavin Alfred. Sure. Um, He was the county coroner, was called to the scene. Um, Night had kind of started falling, so it was getting dark. And her body was removed to the Back Creek Orchard Building, which was owned by J.D. Willett. James Douglas. Willett. Willett. Yep. But... (laughs) Why? Why can't you just take her in your, you know, hearse and take her to the local mall and like do it there? Like, no, why? took her to the orchard building. I hate that. Yeah. And the thir- like, well, it's also the 30s. Makes you think about your apples and what you're right. eating. Like, oh, I'm sorry. What else was on this slab besides apples? Dead body. 
Mmm. Tastes like Frida. <laughs> That's awful. Not Fritos. Frida. Fritos. Yikes. Oh, God. We're oh, going to get no. Oh, no. No. I do love a good apple. That's, Sorry. Yeah, me too. Anyway, um, so they took her to the orchard, and at that point, the sheriff used the phone there to call her parents to inform them what had happened um the following morning the body was taken to salem for an autopsy um that eventually concluded that frida had been strangled to death that was the cause of death strangulation um in this you know community it seems like it was pretty tight-knit um you know this type of crime really shocked the community absolutely um so hilton would sheriff hilton actually moved Buren to the jail in Roanoke for Buren's own safety. Oh, a lynch mob had yeah, yeah, it was getting a little, little dicey. We're not gonna take it. It's coming in. Somebody with some initials. <laughs> you know, with some more initials. H.T. Smythe. H.T. Smythe is rolling in. <laughs> She's outside the jail. Who? H.T. Smythe. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> Frida was laid to rest five days before Christmas. Oh my gosh! Like awful for her family. Oh, um, so horrible. The funeral was largely attended, so lots of people wanted to come out and support. Yeah. Buren's trial began April seventh, so several months pretty later, quickly. but pretty quick. I mean, I mean, that's four months. Right. We're used to seeing years. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sixty witnesses took the stand over the course of several days in a very packed courtroom. Mm. Um, the defense stated that she had committed suicide, which the coroner's like, no. By strangulation? Which I guess maybe they were thinking she died by hanging. String, I guess how maybe they could make that connection. But you said a cord was found around her neck. Right. And she was on the Out, ground. And she was outside, and, and not hanging by a tree. like By leaves and And logs. Branches, and he had confessed. And drag marks. Yeah. So, so that doesn't really go... I'm sorry, Buren, you need to fire that lawyer yeah. because he's an idiot. The coroner, though, <laughs> revealed that Frida had been pregnant... Good job. Yes. Good job. I told you. And I'm pregnant at the time of her death. Mm-hmm. Scandal. Yep. So the defense attorneys decided they were going to adopt a new strategy. With some new evidence that the Harmon family was plagued by insanity. And this is from the report. Insanity, imbecility, mm-hmm. and epilepsy. <laughs> I think they're just going off of the seas at this Let's point. Let's throw out some random things. Random she things. also had colitis. Colitis. COVID. Scoliosis. Yes. Um, um, anything. Right. You know, probably. Jaundice. Maybe the herp. <laughs> Schizophrenia. Chlamydia. Oh, that's a good right. one. Yeah. 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 Mm. Um, you know, all those things. Sinusitis. Sure. I mean, I'm telling you what, when you have a pretty gnarly sinus infection. Yeah, you'll do some wild things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so there was some expert testimony from a Dr. L.G. Pedigo. Yes, he was. Or Larry Gordon. (laughs) Larry Gordon. (laughs) 
sure. Better go. Um, and it showed, he stated that Harmon suffered from epileptic insanity, which I did not know was a thing. Here's the thing. When Haley was a youngster, she also had epilepsy. I did have epilepsy. I don't believe she ever murdered anyone. I did not murder anyone, nor was I insane. And typically, people who are having seizures, mm-hmm. um, after you have a seizure, you usually are passed out for hours because it is so exhausting to the body. So it is. How then would you know amidst you post seizing would you, you be able to go? There and- is postictal um, aggression, like right, but usually it's not in the form of like you're getting up and like trying to. It's just a, a response of the body to try right. and, like, defend like, itself in and In severe agitated. cases, you can, you know, really cause harm to someone. But I don't think it would be driving or taking someone... And dragging them? And dragging them. And then coming back a day later and killing them, uh, quote-unquote, again. If we're also talking about there's motive here. So right. in your state of... Um, you having a seizure, typically, I mean, everything's just kind of going haywire yeah. wire in your body, yeah. right? In your brain. So typically, your brain is not really focused on, oh, she's pregnant, I've got to eliminate her. Right. It's usually like whoever would be right around you at the time, and then you have no memory of it. Right. And it could just be like, you know, you grab their arm, and so they have a bruise on their arm, or it's something like that, you know, or you were just like flailing and hitting not, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and then I, I took four minutes because it takes around four, four to five minutes yeah. to actually, you know, choke someone out, basically. Right, right. So, um, yeah, no. No, I don't think no. so. No. Again, his attorney sucks. Yeah. So he, um, you know, this Dr. Pettigo, LG. LG. Dude, LG. Um, he said that his epileptic insanity, which, and I don't think they're calling it, you know, I think they're saying that he's insane because he's had all of this brain damage, brain damage probably from multiple other things. And... I don't think they're calling it a postictal episode. Okay. But that's kind of where my mind went. Um, but they said he was suffering this insanity to such a degree that he had the mental capacity of a 12 year old. So, essentially, they're saying that he had a traumatic brain injury. Right. And having a TBI, he doesn't have the ability to, you know, think like a logical 18-year-old man. Right. Well, whatever logic that is. Yeah. But now he, his brain is, he's functional at a 12-year-old. Right. So, well, and it gets more interesting. So the doctor told the court, quote, he is mentally unsound. He is below par mentally to start with. And he is so far abnormal that under any excitement or irritation or provocation, his impulses and passions would get beyond any self-control he has left. End quote. Okay. So there you go. They're saying, oh, well, that's why. I mean, yeah. he had impulse control. Right. Well, a lot of people have impulse right. control and they don't kill. So a distant cousin, though, of the family corroborated this claim that the family was mentally ill or that they had these problems. Um, he said that members of the extended family had committed suicide, been sent to a sane asylums, died of epileptic fits, and had, quote, imbecile children. Remember, this is the 30s. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. our terminology is not great. No. Um, 
another doctor, Dr. J.S. DeJarnet. Okay, so you do it this time. J.S. Um, J.S. Um, Jeffrey Smith. I panicked on the S. No, no. Here's what it is. It's Jack Stanley. Ja- oh, good. It's Jack Stanley. Jack Stanley. Yeah. Um, this person, and I don't know, I'm assuming <laughs> male because it's the 30s. Of course. Um, right. He was a superintendent of Western State Hospital at Staunton. Um, and Dr. John Bell, who was the superintendent of the state's epileptic home at Lynchburg, um, also examined Harmon and did affirm the testimony that he was mentally unsound. So now we have three medical professionals and a distant family member all saying, you know, hey, he really is like mentally unsound, hmm. which is, you know, possible, I guess. Yes. Um, so the trial lasted about nine days, um, and the jury did, though, return a verdict of guilty, and Buren was sentenced to life in the state penitentiary. Um, the judge did spare Harmon the death penalty, uh, a state law exempted the punishment for the, quote, mentally deficient. Good. Um, A.G. Smith. Hmm. Albert... Godfrey. Nice. Nice. Of the Roanoke Times (laughs) uh, wrote this in an article, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, Quote, the prisoner heard the verdict with the same immobile countenance, which has characterized his demeanor throughout the trial. A slight movement of the upper lip followed a moment later by the faintest suggestion of a smile were noted. I don't like the smile. I don't either. It kind of freaks me out a little bit. Like a little bit. Twinge it on the upper lip. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. Um, so the reporter, you know, summarized the trial as, quote, the most bitterly contested and sensational court battles ever witnessed in this section and probably the longest criminal trial a Roanoke County court has ever witnessed. Interesting. Which is super interesting. Um, also interesting... Buren was released after serving 18 years. So they felt safe enough. He got a life sentence, but they felt safe enough to send him him out? Yep. Oh, my gosh. Or he was paroled or something. Did you find out, like, what happened in the rest of his life? Oh, Well, all it is is, you know, he died of natural causes in 1969. So I guess he just lived, you know, lived his life. Wow. Wasn't back in jail or anything. Um, Died of natural causes. I mean, even still in 69, he was relatively young because yeah. let's say this was 32. We're talking 37 years. Mm-hmm. He was 18 years old. Right. So, you know, 55? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But if he's that mentally unsound. That yeah, makes mean, sense. But he never caused any other trouble, right? It doesn't say. I mean, I never, I didn't see any other reports where he'd been rearrested for anything. I mean, I really think motive was she's pregnant. Yeah. He just kind of lost it. He didn't have that control, and he killed her. Killed her. I don't like the going back, though. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that, to me, could have been the turning point. Where he tried to help her. Right. But then he decided, no, I'm going to finish her off. Yeah. So I don't think there's any redemption for that. I see the scenario, right? So the reason that he told her, we're going to go off and get married, she had told him she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. 
And he was like, okay, you know, and then back in that day and age, like, you could not be a pregnant woman, you know, unmarried. Unwed mother. Exactly. Right. You would have to give your baby away, that kind right. of thing. So he was like, I'm going to be honorable. I'm going to marry you. Right. We're going to hop a train. We're going to go to Roanoke. We're going to get hitched. We're going to come back, have this life, have this child, all these things. So right. she's excited. And he plans, like, no, I am not ruining my life. I'm not going to do this. So I'm going to have to take her out. Right. And that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Do I think he had more, you know, did he plan this out? Yes. You know, yes, he may have had lower cognition. Right. But but at the same token. Yeah. There was premeditation. There's, you know, motive. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're welcome. Just call me H.T. Smythe at your service. <laughs> well, um, there's a little bit more. Oh, sorry. to this story. Well, I no. haven't closed the case no, yet. No, that part of the case is. Oh, closed. I closed that um, part of the case. Yes, we're going to okay. talk now just a little bit about her father, Frida's father. Okay. Um, Kyle Boltz. Um, he was actually murdered three years after his daughter. What? Which is like, uh, and not what? related in any way, but just like kind of another weird sort of, like. He was also murdered. Um, this was in a dispute with a local merchant named Harley Gardner. Um, shooting took place at Gardner's store, six miles south of Willis. Was Harley Gardner related? Was he married to Mary? I don't know. Because they have the same last right, name. Right, Gardner. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. So that would have been the daughter. Like, yeah. yeah. Weird. Um, and this occurred in... October 18 on October 18th of 1932 um so three years after the murders that would put us back at 1929 okay so the murder happened see we've done this math see there um <laughs> so written in an article quote both authorities were told went to the store about five o'clock and asked for a settlement of his account after a few words had been spoken by the two men Gardner is alleged to have drawn a pistol and fired twice at Bolt who then ran to the road Two more shots were fired through the window by Gardner. It was said at this time, Bolt was hit, death being instantaneous. Mm. Gardner thereupon walked to a room in the back of the store, picked up a shotgun, and fired full charge into his own head. According to officers. So, murder-suicide. Yes. So, in some type of crazy rage, he shot him, thought, what have I done? And killed himself. And killed himself. So just a little more insanity to add to this no whole family story oh situation. Um, but the fa- father, Kyle Bolt, he was survived by his widow and eight children. Mm. So. Wow. Crazy. Um, Frida's murder was actually popularized as a bluegrass ballad, which ballads are super cool Mm -hmm. um kind of a common appalachian storytelling method through song um it was written by dm shank i'm starting to run out of names here um dennis michael sure um and it was recorded by the floyd county ramblers absolutely in 1930 and was later renowned, um, was, and later was re-recorded by the renowned Carter family in 1938. If you haven't heard the Carter family, like any of their music, if you're into bluegrass, they're really good. 
Awesome. I will. So, and I, now I feel like I need to listen to the Floyd County <clears throat> Ramblers. But when, when you ask, will H.T. Smythe come out with Heart in a Box? I don't know. That's got to be soon. It's got to be. Got to be soon. Summer. Boom, boom. Of 2023. Boom, boom. Yeah. Listen, watch, be on the lookout. <laughs> I know. I know. Please. I know you're having palpitations. You mm-hmm. know why? Got your heart in a box. Heart in a box. Alrighty then. H-T that's it. Smythe. That's it. Yeah. That's that was it. a lot of, um, you know, initials as names. That's a lot. That's, I had to come um, up with a lot of names. Yeah. And usually I try to, like, when I'm rewriting them, I try to take out the, like, you know, I try to condense and make, you know, we're pulling from several different articles to write this kind of like book report type situation. Um, <laughs> book report. But I just, there were so many little, you know, initials in there. And I felt like we just really needed those. We needed that. We needed Holly to come up mm-hmm. with names. We needed that. I like that story. I, I'm i glad that you uh, yeah. brought it back out. That it's was it. Cool. I knew so she was weird. pregnant. I knew it. Yep. That was it. <sighs> Justice for H.T. Schmorth. Yep. Alrighty then. Okay. Um. So, Haley... Just in case they mm-hmm. want to uh, give us their initials, mm-hmm. how do mm-hmm. they do that? You can send us your initials um, <laughs> through an email at mountainmysteries.appalachian at gmail.com. Find us on our Facebook, Mountain Mysteries Tales from Appalachia. Um, you could also find us on our Instagram, mountainmysteries.appalachia. Um, or you can check us out on our Patreon at patreon.com slash mountainmysteries. Always a good time. Yeah. All right. And uh, we're going to give a shout out to Spring Branch, Texas. Thank you for listening, Spring Branch. Yeah. We appreciate all of you guys. Thanks so much. All right. On to a better year. A better year. Let's hope. Hopefully this year will be, this is our year for. This will be our year. Took a long time to come. It's a song. It's yeah, it is by the zombies in the sixties. Sure, it is. Okay, that was very nice. You're welcome. Thanks. H. T. Smythe. H. T. Smythe. My song drops this summer. <laughs> Heart in a box. Heart in a box. Be on the lookout. Oh, and I will come up with many more. And also, by the way, before we end, um, Haley and I are going to actually start working. Sorry, that was my little. Oh, so I still am carrying on that raspiness. Yes. There. Oh, it's sexy. Oh my god! <laughs> sounds like a monster. It sounds like a horrific asthma. It does, doesn't it? I might turn into bronchitis. It we don't know. It's Nonetheless, I'm I'm probably gonna die, but it's fine. <laughs> um, no, we are working um, to create our not our fashion line, but nope, some merch, some merch um, for you. Yeah. So hopefully in 2023 that will come to fruition. Yeah, we you know we had high hopes for the end of 2022, did, and then things they were happened. Dashed. I da- I kind of died um, a little bit. Um, yeah. Couldn't really you know function more than to go to work and come home and go to bed for about three months. So, but it is coming to you this year. We are hopeful. Lots of things. Merch. Heart in a Box record. Heart in a Box record. Maybe a live show or two. Maybe we will go down to Haley's basement and uncover what, what is, is under, under the that, slab. Yeah, it's still there. The length of a human slab. It's we, about we're going to find long, it. Yeah. We're going to find out. Yeah. So join us for um, the great stories to come this year. Again, we continue to be grateful for you guys. Yeah. And 
We'll see you soon. See ya. Bye. Bye.